I firmly believe a strong business has a strong network. And this podcast is designed to break that invisible wall between listener and speaker. Every guest on this podcast is waiting for your connection, coffee chat, or discovery call. So listen in and continue the conversation. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Welcome to Discovery Call Podcast. I am Danny Hamlet, your host, and welcome back. <laughs> Have you noticed I'm on Monday instead of Thursday? Or was it Friday? Gosh, when was I doing my podcast? <laughs> I don't even know. But hey, um, either way, I am excited to be back, and I'm really excited for you to meet Kelly today. So if you've been in business for about two or three years, this thought has probably crossed your mind at least once. Should I do a membership? Or maybe it's, if I did a membership, what would it look like? What should it look like? Do I want to do membership? That would be nice to move from one-to-one to one-to-many, right? So that is kind of like that big, huge decision you have to make. And we all know how memberships look and how it could look. And maybe you're just in that mode where you're trying to explore that option. Would that be a good fit for you? Is it the time to move into that? If so, this is a fantastic episode for you. Kelly is a specialist in membership, specifically in helping business owners set up their memberships in the right way on the right track. And she also helps membership owners kind of figure out what it is that they need to do to help retain those members. So without further ado, I am so excited for you to meet Kelly. All right, Kelly, thank you so much for coming to the podcast. Can you just kind of tell my guests a little bit like who you are and what you do? Sounds good. Yeah. And thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So my name is Kelly Ricotta and I'm a membership strategist and I work with clients who are looking to create or grow memberships. Basically in a nutshell, they want to impact more people. And that's really kind of at the core of why they do what they do and what they, why they want to expand and scale that way. What is a good spot for a business owner to be in? to start looking into doing a course membership? Like what is that sweet spot you see? For me, like like I work a lot with coaches or service providers. And I think when they're really established in what they do one-to-one, they have a process, they they have it, you know, validated that it works. And they're kind of at the spot where they are just feeling kind of stuck, like their their roster's pretty full. And they have people coming and they just have this desire to help more people. And so to me, that's a really good spot to look at, okay, how can we do that? Because you're at you know, one-to-one, you only have so many slots in a day. I I love that because it is true. You kind of, you do get to that point where you're doing your thing, you you have a full roster and then you kind of get sick of saying you have a wait list. <laughs> you know? Right, right. You're just like, okay, I, I want to expand what I'm doing. And this is like a way in which they can take what they do and reach more people, but still kind of keep a semblance of a high touch environment in a way. Yeah, exactly. And I think there's some people that they come and they have that they're not ready for their one-on-one. So there's this way to be able to help somebody who's not there yet. And I think that that can be a big piece for people that they don't, you know, it's hard to turn people away and say, okay, you're not ready yet. You know, so here's a way I can support you, get some foundational stuff as you grow, and then you'll be ready for one-on-one or possibly ready for one-on-one. Yeah, that is such a good point as well. I find as a social media manager that sometimes people are coming to me and, you know, they're just not quite yet ready. I mean, obviously with, with what I do per se, I can obviously I can work with people and get them ready too, but having that in between stage where you're kind of preparing them for that next step is a brilliant, brilliant idea as well. Do you find that some people kind of skip the one-to-one 
and want to just do membership? Like, do you kind of run into that? I do. You know, I, I've had people that come to me with that. And, you know, I think they just feel like that's how they want to help. And that's how they want to serve. I just really think in order for a membership, when you first launch it to be successful, you need to have an audience. I mean, you have to have somebody to throw it to. You can't have, you know, nobody in your audience or have, you know, no wait list of people, not wait list of people, but, you know, just a, an audience of people. So I think, you know, the, it definitely can work and it really depends on the membership. Some people, you know, would have a membership that's not really tied to connected to how they would operate one-to-one. So it kind of becomes a numbers game at one point, doesn't yep. it? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So what got you into working with memberships? Like what was your journey to really specializing in this market? Yeah. So back in, gosh, I think of the year here, probably in 2013, I started working with a, a coach for adoptive and foster parents. And she was a good friend of mine. I was doing all the back end stuff of her business. And she said a million times, as long as I'm on this planet, no family will have to do this alone. I'm like, okay, that's a fantastic mission, Stacy, but you're not going to get there only doing one-to-one. So then we looked at some other stuff. We did webinars and there was kind of this thing that just kept coming up that it was like, okay, the parents would come, they'd do one webinar, they'd take these tools, go off into their daily life and put it into place. And they didn't have anybody say, wait a minute, I tried this and stuff. So we came across a membership model and I said, let's just put that into your business. And it was just a game changer for her because she was able to go from serving a handful of clients every month to serving 250 probably at the she passed away a few years ago. So at, at the end of that, about 250 people in a month, but it was a game changer for the parents because they got this ongoing support. They got this ongoing place to say, hey, can you help me that, you know, continued access to a coach. And then there was this really strong community built. And this is a part that kind of overwhelms me in the best of ways. But so she passed away in 2019. And there has been mm-hmm. a core group of families who have continued on in this membership, in this community, without new content, without a coach in there because they have just built such a strong community. So, wow, that is so beautiful. First of all, I'm yeah. sorry because I think you, you're close friends at this point. I am sure. Yes, yes, <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. She was kind of my, yeah, my closest friend, and I just, but I just, I think back to that often and just say, oh my gosh, she would just look down and say, I cannot believe in the best of ways that this carried on and these families have clung together and just really connected and and supported each other and held each other up over the year so oh my goodness I love that it gives me goosebumps because you helped her build something that is essentially her legacy that continues to give and to serve beyond beyond her yeah 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 so then I did a little self-reflection after I kind of muddled through a lot of grief and just said okay now well now what do I want to do and if I could set my grief aside I would say what do I miss about the work I did with her, you know, if I only looked at the work part and I was like, it was membership. It was just like strategizing and building this community and let's making that work for a business as well as for the the members of that. And so that's where I decided to just narrow in and just say, okay, that's where I'm, that's where I'm putting all my focus and all my eggs in that basket. Cause that's what I really love and passionate about. And I feel like there is such a specific skill set to building a community. Like it doesn't just happen. I mean, sometimes it does, but especially online where you're not necessarily in the same office or seeing each other week in a week out in a natural setting. And so what are some, I don't know, some tips and good practices to start building that community piece? Yeah. You know, I think it really comes down to like getting them engaged, like right away. And so 
in the member onboarding process, that you've got them, that their way that they're connecting to other people in the group. So they're not just walking into, I always think of it like a, walking it into a, what would you call it? Like a big party and you're the, you're the only, you're in there and I'm an introvert. So I walk in, I think, oh my gosh, that makes me just go like, well, who am I going to talk to? So really starting it in the very beginning of connecting them with somebody else in that group or connecting them, asking questions in the onboarding process that they're making their introduction. And then really fostering that, that whole community culture, like, okay, we're here in this group. And so we all are on this path and we have different, you know, beliefs and all that kind of stuff. But culture wise, that there's this culture here that here's what we do. Here's what we stand for. Here's who we are. And here's what we do. And and here's what we don't do. And here's what we're going to tolerate in the community and not tolerate and really build that in all along the process. So what I hear you saying is like a big part, like when you're setting up that membership community, your values and your mission have to be solid in order to get people into that community spirit. Right. And, you know, and, and you have this kind of a, a gate there because it's a paid group is a little different than like, I like when I go back to this group of this membership for adopt and foster parents, there's a lot of Facebook groups that are free and they're fine and great and there's support there. But there's also a lot of, you know, a lot of hard things that are said, you know, like inappropriate things or, or whatever. And you're, and you're in this space and you're saying, okay, I'm struggling with this. And my child is struggling with this. You don't want to just necessarily put that out there in, you know, in the big wide open world of Facebook and you're going to get stuff on there. And so I think when you can kind of gate that in terms of, okay, here's what we stand, here's this culture. Like if I look at her group in that course of it ran for four years and in that course, we had one incident where we said, okay, you're out, you know, because it's not, it's you cross the line. And that was the mm-hmm. only time. And that happens regularly in a free group. So I think if you build it with that in mind, I think people are all on board and they know that it's a safe space to be able to share. Right. I think a lot of people, those who have joined some kind of membership or that kind of close-knit community, like all you got to do is picture hanging out in a Facebook group and asking a question or trying to scroll through there and see if there's anything interesting going on versus when you're in that membership or you're with that small community, like the difference of care and attention is it's, it's night and day. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think you just really build that. I mean, and and I think when, again, going back to the culture that that's what you've created and, and people are on board of that. They, you know, they want that kind of place. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, a big thing too, and I know we were talking about this earlier is that the market is changing when it comes to courses in general. I think Mm -hmm. everything always has a heyday. There's always a bell curve to all things. And I feel like pre-COVID, I mean, I'm pretty sure, I think when COVID started, if I have my timelines right, like that was kind of like the hotcakes for courses. Like people kind yeah. of more, a little more time to like, yes, I'm going to dig in and learn this. Yep. Now we just have so many courses we haven't gone through <laughs> yep. and information yep. overload. And so yeah. people are having a harder time selling their static, you know, passive income courses. So what have you seen in the market with that transition and how, like what you do kind of transforms that? Yeah. You know, I think when I, when I look at, especially like we talked about with COVID, I think people got in this spot where, you know, information overload, we're just, you know, there was so much. And so I think what I'm finding of memberships that you can do is you have the piece of smaller bite side nuggets. It's not like, okay, we got to take this course, you know, drink through this fire hose and learn all these things. You know, let's go along in this path where we can take it and digest it and implement it. And then you also get accountability, you get support 
And then like we talked about just a little bit ago is you get that community, that connection. And I think that is the biggest piece that I really see people craving, you know, especially during COVID, we just craved connection. And so that I feel like that's carried on into the marketplace. I think that's why memberships are doing really well, especially when there's a community component to them. It is so true. I think back when I started my business, it was, ah, what year was it? It was like after COVID started and I just craved having one-on-one access to somebody. Like I just want to have somebody to talk to and ask these questions. And I think this is a fantastic space for that. So when it comes to starting a membership, so, you know, we kind of covered that whole community aspect, but also I think another thing that people get hung up on was probably the tech. Where does this community live? I mean, I think that that can be, I think the one thing that makes people stop from even pursuing it. So how do you support them through that? What is your experience with that? Yeah, you know, and that's a question I get a lot. So I like to look at and say, okay, you know, let's figure out what's your purpose of your membership? You know, is it going to be supporting your clients on the back end of one-on-one or is it to be a feeder to one-on-one? But kind of figuring that piece of it out first and then really looking at what do you need and let's find the simplest platform that's going to be the best for you because I think we can overload it with all the bells and whistles and at the end of the day don't necessarily really need those so Facebook again is really is a place that people already are so I think they have that to advantage you're scrolling at in you know sitting down on your couch at seven o'clock at night and you're scrolling you just see that stuff versus if you have a, a community on a platform outside of that you have to really be intentional of how you're going to make sure they show up are you you know that you're communicating with them so they're taking intentional action to be in that community but kind of looking at what fits best for them the membership owner but also for the people where are your people if your people are not on facebook well let's find a spot let's put them in circle or let's put them in kajabi like where are your people and figuring out that and really keeping it. I'm just all a proponent of keeping it simple. Yeah. I like that Facebook groups. You can make it private and it's, it's free. (laughs) Make sure you have your emails, but it is free. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. And the, and your people are already there. I mean, that's the, that's the biggest piece of community is you want them showing up. I mean, I'm in, I'm in memberships as a, as a member and they're not in those places. And I'm like, okay, I know better. And I, here I am. Oh my gosh, I haven't logged and even looked to see what's in there. Like if I miss the notification, I'm like, oh, you know, I totally don't go in there very often. So I think you need to really be smart, at least how you structure it, you know, in terms of the back end, how are you communicating to get them over there? Right. Especially if your main purpose is to have a back and forth dialogue and community. Cause you're right. I think back in the day, maybe some people still watch TV unwind with watching TV, but people unwind scrolling their phones. I mean, it's the new right. end yeah. of day ritual. <laughs> exactly. 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 And I mean, and that's where you can, you know, I mean, the purpose of having that community is you want them engaging and connecting with one another. So not just consuming content. I think I'm in some memberships too or at least a couple where it's on their own platform. And then you can only get so many emails where you start to kind of like, okay, I can't, my inbox can't handle all these. So yeah. And I think it it could give some listeners like, oh, I don't have to make this too complicated. I can keep this pretty simple and still have impact. (laughs) Right. And I mean, I think that's also at the end of the day, what's going to make it sustainable. Because if you, if you overcomplicate it, if it's not, you know, if it feels like too much, your membership might be fine and good, but is it sustainable for you as the business owner? I mean, do you, you want it to be a place that I always say that the members love and that the membership owner loves, not, you know, this big burden. And then the tactics and like, let's just talk about Facebook groups. Kind of that's what we're talking about. 
What are some workflows to keep that engagement up? Because that that's a whole art form in itself. Like what yeah. would you what would you say about those? When you first get in there, I think to really put your onboarding process right into that group, that you're making an introduction, that they're introducing themselves, that they know, okay, where do I find things? Where do I find, you know, the links to any content? Where do I, you know, go for support and all that kind of stuff to build it? So they start engaging right away in there. You can give them a quick behind the scenes tour, a video, like here's where you're going to find all these pieces. It's going to be in these guides here and really structuring that membership. So it's clean. You know, I think if you can use Facebook guides or if you're using a platform like Circle, just really structure it that way. So it's clean and not overwhelming for the person. And then just really tapping into engaging posts on there, getting them to share a win or celebrate, you know, something big that happened that week or to talk, you know, ask a question here and really structure it just so they get in the, you know, the cadence of checking there and and engaging in there. Right, right. And even if you have an engaged community, like creating that loop, like what questions are they asking? And yes, yeah. And then creating, you know, lives or workshops off of those. That is really cool. And you can even just, you know, create events right in there. I mean, again, you can you can choose to have a platform, especially if you're content heavy, to have a platform off of that. But, you know, building it so it's just not overwhelming. I think they're going to be more likely to engage. And you can set things up in Facebook group or there's badges or whatever, you know, people like that kind of stuff or not. But, you know, whatever you can do to foster connection is, I think, is the key because that's what's going to keep people in a membership long term. Now, do you recommend people to have like, I'm trying to say continuous open enrollment or, you know, have it for certain times, the doors are open, the doors close. Like what do you, what do you see the difference between those two? You know, I think if, if we look at only numbers, a closed door creates urgency. So people say, oh my gosh, I got to get in doors are closing and all of that. So that number wise can work, but I like to look at, okay, what's going to work for your people and well, as well as for you. So like with this, with this coach for adoptive foster parents, we had the doors open all the time because it did not feel good to say, okay, your child is struggling or you're struggling as a family. Oh, the doors are closed for another three months. You know, that just did not feel good. So we left the doors open. And if you do that, then you have to create urgency in a different way. So you're giving a care like, oh, next month our topic is this, or next month we're having a guest speaker. So you're kind of giving that dangling care to create urgency. And then I also think you want to look at as you as a membership owner, what feels good in your flow? Like, do you do well with having kind of a launch mode and then you're launch it and then your doors close and you onboard people and and then you just kind of go you know into the community and focus there how do you operate best is again is another thing because i don't really give a a one-size answer if we only looked at numbers then i would say yep then you do the closed doors but i think you also have to look at what works for your members and for you i think that is such a compassionate way of phrasing that because you're right like if you have a struggling child and you're like well you just got to struggle for three more months and then we'll come and help you. You know, it just depends on the nature of, of your mission and who you're serving. So exactly. And it also, again, I think it also, you got to look at yourself of how do you work best? Because if a launch mode, you know, exhausts you every time, you know, that isn't going to be sustainable. So again, going back at what, you know, what is going to make it sustainable? Cause that's kind of the whole, sometimes can be a crux of the membership. So 
I just love the wealth of knowledge you have because like, yeah, I think you bring in so many things that we would not typically think about. We're just thinking, okay, open door, closed door. Like, what do we do? And like, no, yeah. there's so many other things for this <laughs> to be considered because yeah. you don't want to burn out while you're leading your membership. Like that's not going to help anybody. So exactly. What are so, like, what is one myth when it comes to memberships that you kind of feel like you have to educate or come up against? You know, I think one thing is like people think, you know, it's kind of like when you're starting your messaging on your on your membership, they might come in for one reason that's very different than what you think. They You think, oh, they might come in for the community piece of it, but really they might be coming in because they want access to the coach or they want access to the content that you're teaching. So they might come in for that reason, but really what keeps them staying month after month after they've consumed the content, after they've gained a lot of knowledge, it's those connections in that community. So I think sometimes there's this myth of what you how you position it on the front end is, you know, sometimes it's a little bit different. You have to, you know, they're coming in for one reason, but really getting them in there and nurturing the, the community piece of it is what's going to keep them in there long-term. That is a good point because yeah, what people are looking for is how they're going to find your membership and it's going to be yep. certain things, but it's not all about just having a ton of content in there. It's about nurturing right. that community once they're in, yep. if you want this to be long-term. Yeah. Right. And then having that content be, you know, bite-sized nuggets. So they're taking it, consuming it, or, you know, consuming the content and then taking action on it. So it's not like giving them this big, long wealth of knowledge of stuff. And then they're like, oh, you know, it's like, okay, here's one bite-sized piece. Go do this, practice it, implement it, sit with it. If it's a, you know, more of a content type membership. Exactly. You think about the kids and you send your kids to school. You don't want your teacher, give them the entire textbook of math and just say, right. (laughs) Right. Just right. Start start wherever you want to start. You could start at the end, in the middle. It would yep. be a disaster. Yep. It is like exactly. Kind of, we don't necessarily think about that when we create our memberships. Like here's the entire thing. Start wherever you yes. want. People are gonna freeze and be overwhelmed, and I exactly do anything. <laughs> and that's and that's the biggest reason people quit. I mean, they leave a membership. They get in there. And it's like I don't even know where to start. I don't even, you know, mm-hmm. I'm overwhelmed by all of it. I can't even. I can't do it. So why would I continue to pay the money? So I think if you can really structure it so they've got this plan, here's kind of your path of where you're going to go and here's what you're going to do. But take this, like you said, the math thing, take, let's learn addition and then let's practice that till we get really good at it before we lose, learn subtraction. And we're certainly not going into division until we have all these other things mastered. Yes. Yes. Math is very like building on top of each other. And, and ultimately that's what learning is. And and I, I love the fact that you bring up the implementation part because I think we can sometimes feel like that we are learning a lot because we yes. are learning a lot, but you have to start living it out and doing it to really learn. Right, right. <laughs> learn it. So right. Time. And at the end of the day, I mean, that's what people want is they want the transformation or they want the progress. They don't want more knowledge. We are, I mean, we have a million resources for more knowledge. We do. Yes. There's lots of knowledge. Yes. <laughs> yes. So what are some ways that people can work with you? Are there any different levels? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're just creating a membership, kind of one area that I've really focused on lately because I've had people come and they want some implementation. So I put together a VIP day. And so we basically are taking the strategy, 
getting your membership really aligned well with you, your business, all those kind of things. And then I go off and do some done for you stuff to really build out. Here's let's build out your, your community component. Let's get you your launch emails, all those kind of things. So they're really ready. So that's if you have a membership or don't have a membership, that's where I really think is a really a great fit for most people. And then if you, I do also have strategy sessions for people who already have a membership, but they're looking at growing it or they are struggling with retention or things aren't flowing. It becomes, it feels like this big weight on the membership owner. Let's look at, you know, how can we streamline things and whatever. So those are more of a, a strategy session and a deep dive in that into that. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Cause you probably have two different people. You're going to have the people yes. who want to start one and yep. need help with one that they started. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. Do you do ongoing support or is it pretty much project based? Like you want to teach um, them how to fish? You know, I stuff. do have, you know, I, I do offer like, I do have clients that will do like ongoing support, like with Voxer. So they just want to talk through things like that. And I do mm-hmm. have a couple other clients that will say, I want to do a call every month, just kind of keep keep us going. But I feel like that Voxer support on the end of stuff has been really helpful because people can say, let's just talk about it as it comes up. Hey, what would you do about this? That kind of stuff. I love that. Yes. I love Voxer. <laughs> I do too. It's I like, too. it's just, oh, it's just so nice. You can go back and do like talk about things when you have the time and it's just. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And if it comes so, up, you know, if, if that question comes up and, you know, on a Friday night at 11 o'clock at night, you can, you can send the message instead of saying, oh, I got to wait for our next call to talk about this. So, mm-hmm. and then it's up to us to set our own boundaries, their own Voxer time, but you know, that's a exactly. whole learning process. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yep. For sure. <laughs> oh, that is so good. I just, I just love it. And I think there's a lot of people who've been thinking about, I have a membership dream, you know, I have a goal for yep. membership. I Something yep. I do could fit for this. And I just love that you really specialize in this. So yeah. Well, so thanks. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So what is inspiring you right now? Well, I, I was thinking about that question earlier. And the one thing is, is just the, the season we're in. I live in Minnesota, so it has been cold. It is a frozen tundra a lot of the year. And so we live on a lake. Ice is off. And I'm just like, oh, it just feels a different season. And so I think people look at their businesses differently. Some people say, okay, I'm really going to go in the summer and focus, or some people say I'm going to open and create, you know, do some more creation. So I, I, that has inspired me. And then the other thing is last week, my husband surprised me and it was my birthday. And so he had planned an outing for us. And we went to this event called the stories behind the menu. And it was two women who started this organization. And in their words, it was a black woman and a Jewish woman, and they came together. And so they had a, a, a woman who owned a, a Mexican restaurant in the cities. And they had it was like the six course meal. She talked about kind of the stories behind all the restaurant. And in between, you sat at tables. When you got in, you had to draw a number and you got randomly sat by other people that you didn't know. And the whole goal was to connect with other people, you know, people that are, you know, same, different, whatever. It, and it was just it was out of my box because I'm an introvert and I was like, Whoa. Yeah. but it was great. And it just made me think, OK, there is such value in having conversations about life and just about you know, things unrelated to business or related to business, but just that you're connecting with people. That's, so. that's amazing. Yeah. I could, I could tell like I'm an introvert too. So like, I don't think I would sign up for that right away, 
but it is one-on-one it sounds like right you just you're talking to one person you're talking to one person yeah no because it was these long tables and there was music playing so it was a little loud in there so you really were only talking to the person next to you or the Mm -hmm. person across from you and it was you know and and if you weren't great at making those conversations they had some conversation starter strips there you could make conversation but I left there thinking these two women are just they decided to do it because of the division in this country and hatred and all of those kind of things. And it was just like, let's do something of sitting around and sharing a meal and having a conversation. So that just has fueled my brain and looking at people differently and and being intentional about connecting. I think that is awesome. And <laughs> what what a fun birthday present too. Yeah, you know, he yeah, probably thought yeah. she's gonna have a little bit of a heart attack at first, but it's gonna be good. <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. Because he knew that if I he would ask me if we want to do it, I would have said, nah, we don't need to do that. So it was just like I had no idea where we were going. I'm just like, you know, all right. And here we showed up and I was like, okay, that was good. Yeah, and I could see how that would fire you up too, because there's so many connections and metaphors to memberships and how we can kind of create that that same space yeah. in our memberships. Yeah. That's so yeah. Cool. And they were just making an impact in the world. And I just, that is my core value, you know, in business and life. And I was like, ah, oh, I was so great. I was, it was fun to talk to the, the two people, the women who started it as well. So their, their goal is to have it a little more broader nationwide and t- next year. So. All right. So one of the challenges I have for all listeners is to continue the conversation after they listen to this conversation. And so people can most definitely reach out for a coffee chat with you and most definitely a discovery call. Um, But where do you hang out online? Where can people kind of connect with you? So online, I tend to be either on LinkedIn or on Facebook. Those are kind of my two places. So very cool. Awesome. Awesome. And all those will be in the show notes. Yeah. And I would love to connect. I'm always up for a coffee chat and we're talking about memberships or talking about business or life or anything in between. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on and just sharing your zone of genius with us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right. So if you heard my episode from last week on how to do a coffee chat, this is your opportunity. I do not believe I have a direct link to her calendar in the show notes, but she does have her social media links below. So I would highly encourage you to connect with her on social media and talk in the DMs and hopefully book a time to have a chat. And I hope you're all having a wonderful week. Moms, how we're doing? Summer starting. Are we good? <laughs> I think I'm good. I have babysitters lined up for the summer, but they technically don't start after we get back from camping. So I have like a few weeks here where I'm just like, oh my gosh, how am I going to sleep? <laughs> but we'll get there. It's going to be fine. It's going to be great. All right. Hey, I am so excited for you listening in today. Always do a favor. Um, love on this podcast a bit and leave a review, Spotify or Apple. And I will see you next time. Another discovery call.